Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey, Brad. What's up, Adam? Oh, dude, you know, just feeling real chill. You look good, you feel good. Oh, and when you look good and you feel good, you pod good. Darn right. And what's the best way that we can pod good? Put Koi CBD in your body. So great. I'm so glad that these guys jumped on as the sponsors. CBD oil is the hottest thing in health right now. You watch the news. Every day there's a new study about how good this stuff is and the benefits of it. We're one press conference away from Trump being like, this is why (laughs) my cheeseburgers taste so good. They've got Koi CBD oil in them. CBD, if you don't know what it is, It's not weed. That's a big misconception. It's an oil derived from an industrial hemp plant that has no psychoactive effects. So you get the medical benefits from the hemp plant without getting the high, man. It's a great natural alternative to over-the-counter and pharmaceutical drugs. Now, there's a lot of uh, uses for CBD oil. Absolutely. Uh, Creams, uh, tinctures, uh, vapes, gummies, which Koi all provides. I fuck with the gummies every morning because it starts my day off with a very relaxed, chill, meditative. uh, I just feel dialed in. There's got to be something in these gummies that also you know gives your brain an extra level of of uh coherentness is that the word well because you, you probably it makes a, you make up words you <laughs> took a gummy before you said that that's for sure and i do the same thing but i have the but i have the oils i, I just take the cbd yeah. oil i put it in my tea and then i'm, I'm good to go for You're the a rest tea guy of the day now. is that is that from being married I mean, I, I I don't know what it is. I'm a, tea is great, though. I'm I'm a tea guy because it makes me feel good. And yeah. CBD oil, koi CBD oil, makes me feel even better. They got all sorts of flavors. They got what are pe- the flavors? They got peppermint. They Oof. got lemon lime. They got blue raspberry. They got all these all these different things. They are the fruity pebbles of CBD oil. <laughs> People use it too for pain, anxiety, inflammation. My mom uses the uh, koi uh, topical creams for yeah. arthritis, and she straight yep. up told me she's like, I don't hurt like I hurt before. That's a great slogan. And I'm like, that is so honest and real and that's coming from a jewish mom and as you said they don't uh they don't lie. They don't lie. This stuff works so well. I'm scared to rub the lotion on me because I think it might cure my dwarfism. <laughs> and then what the fuck am I going to joke about? Well, Koi CBD, uh, all these products are manufactured in the USA with 100% natural CBD oil. Uh, it's the best tasting product on the market, as yep. we've attested to. The flavors, we've tried a bunch. People have come to us all the time. Trying to be like, yo, can we sponsor? We haven't found the one we've liked until now. And uh, they're uh, America's number one trusted CBD brand. All the products are THC, uh, THC-free. And uh, it's a family-owned and operated um, uh, company. And uh, if you want to fuck with Koi, which you should, because we do, and we can't uh, talk about how much we love their products enough, uh, the gummies, the tinctures, the creams, uh, the tinctures, the drops. Dude, I put a couple drops in before I go to bed. And it also makes it easier to drink coffee, because coffee gives me a little bit of anxiety. Yep. Now it calms me down. Um, so I love that. If you want it, go to KoiCBD.com right now. Put in promo code about last night, all one word, all caps, for 20% off any retail order from the website. KoiCBD.com. CBD.com, promo code about last night for 20% off the order. Start feeling good, start living good, start looking good, start dwarfing good. Start dwarfing good. <laughs> the official uh, dwarf uh, sponsor. Koi is the official CBD sponsor of dwarves. Can I say that? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> 
You've got proof. I'm, I'm a dwarf. I'll bring it up at the next meeting. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Tonight at the Comedy Store Belly Room, 8 p.m., me, Sandy Danto, Jaleel White, and the first ever going live with Adam and Sandy. Uh, Comedy Store Belly Room, real fired up for this show. It's the first one. Jaleel White is our special guest. And uh, we're breaking down Instagram, baby. The highlights of the week. We got questions. We're going to review our favorite pages and posts. And then Jaleel's going to come up, do the same, break down the week in Instagram. And then we're going to pull names from a hat and bring you, the audience, up on stage to break down your Instagram. Are you down? Do you want to be a part? Do you want to go live with Adam and Sandy? Well, you can tonight, 8 p.m., Comedy Store Belly Room. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Tomorrow... Uh, through the week, I got a bunch of shows. Uh, tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Brad Williams this weekend is in New York City at Caroline's on Broadway uh, Thursday through Saturday. Go see Brad. Tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. I got to say real quick, before we get into the episode, Radio City Music Hall was a fucking dream. I can't even believe that I did that show. Dane Cook, you're the man. You destroyed. Soul Tour has been incredible, but this was a special, special night. And I... Uh, it's unbelievable. I uh, I don't know what to say, but uh, I'll be posting more pictures soon. But uh, thank you to everybody that came out. 6,000 people. Unreal. Um, today's guest is a New Orleans native, a uh, comics comic, a- an America's comic, a Jerry Seinfeld's comic. We're talking about Mark Norman, baby. I've known Mark for a minute now. You know him from Conan, uh, from uh, from Fallon. I think he's about to do his third time on Fallon. His hour special on Comedy Central. Um, his uh, his stand up albums. He's uh, you know it's open for Schumer, Burr, now Seinfeld. Headlines everywhere on his own. And Mark is just one of those guys that's got a real effortless delivery and uh, killer joke writing. Uh, and. and as I told him in the episode, I'm real drawn to comics that are just complete opposite of what I do, and uh, because I'm fascinated by it and I admire it, and pr- probably jealous in a way. <laughs> As I told Mark, I'm like, you're just, I want that. I love, I love that style. Like, you know, I like who I am on stage. I like being conversational and stories and, and everything. But uh, it's, you know, it's fun to be a fan, man. And Mark is truly one of the best. Um, so, uh, so follow him at Mark Norm on Twitter. And uh, at Mark Normand um, on Instagram, MarkNorman.com for all his tour dates. Uh, AdamRay.com, I'm sorry, AdamRayComedy.com for my tour dates. AdamRayComedy on Instagram and Twitter. BradWilliamsComedy.com for his tour dates. BradWilliamsComic on Instagram. Funny Brad on Twitter. ALN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And email us at AboutLastNightPod at gmail.com. I've been giving away a lot of special ALN fan giveaways and live show fans. So if you talk to me, we get some good shit going, and uh, and you're a fan, well then email me at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com, and I'm going to send you some Adam Ray merch, baby. Read the Room, my album is still available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play. Uh, got a lot of great guests coming up, man. Dr. Oz, Richard Kind, Blake Griffin, Taylor Tomlinson. The hits just keep on coming. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or Spotify. Tell your friends and your family. And give us a five-star rating on iTunes, baby. And comment on that iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. All right. You got the tour dates. You got the Twitter handles. The merch info out of the way. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast. Live from the Stand Comedy Club uh, office in New York City with the hilarious Mark Norman. 
Well, the weekend's over and it's time to chat about it. It's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down? Eh? So why don't you sit hey, down? Listen to our dope podcast. Whether lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of day. So come over and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Oh, come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Um, so you said your bike broke? Yeah, I'm on a moped. It's a 1980 Gorelli. You got to see this thing. It's part. It's a beauty. Everyone's moped now. Is that right? Well, I know Sebastian Maniscalco has one, so you're in good, you're in good company. All right. I feel like Guy Fieri probably has one, so you're in yeah. great company. He's got flames on that bitch. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, for Manhattan, what's better? I'm zipping up and down Broadway. I did stand-up New York, 72nd, came all the way down to the stand, went up to New York Comedy Club. I've done six sets. Shut the fuck up. It's Ten- insane. Tonight? Yeah. I mean, no subway, no cab, no nothing, just door to door. Everything's so quick. Uh, well, we should say you're getting ready to run you're, to do Fallon again. Yes, so I'm running big it time. extra. I was going to ask you this last night, uh, which, by the way, you crushed. Oh, I thanks. Like, I was talking to Mike Cox, the booker, and and I was like, I feel like that's good. Like, you know, it was so interesting to me to see how, um, I guess you could say nervous or just un- like the beginnings like we were talking about of putting together a five that's, you know, uh, quickly yeah. and then uh, trying to find like... You know, clean. clean and stuff that might be at the end or middle, and now you're trying to piece it all together exactly. and have it flow. Because even in a five minute set, you you can see it does make a difference. It doesn't take you out of the set, but if someone's just like does a, uh, an opening two jokes about, or, or even the first joke, I mean, you know, you're so good about having so many different topics, but like it does make a difference when things can kind of bleed of course, into each other. Of course, yeah. Even in a five-minute set. I don't know if the laymen or whatever, the civilians, they know about all this, no. you know? We're cobbling shit in and out. Everything kind of bleeds into another thing. And so with a with a five-minute late night, you got to have a clear, cohesive, perfect five. And How'd it go tonight? It's going. It's it's cooking. I, I did it in my apartment. I'm killing in my apartment. <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, you still practice in front of the mirror. I used to do that shit all the time. I don't do the mirror. I don't. I just do a hairbrush, underwear, living yeah. room. But you'll talk it out though. Oh yeah, I gotta talk it out. Yeah. I don't know how people do it. They're just page to stage. I'm all jumbled. I'm like, you know, it's got. It's good to say the words in your a mouth. Thousand percent. Yeah. That's why when I see homeless guys, sometimes <laughs> I'm going into. By the way, no joke. Probably my first two years bit. Where I thought it was brilliant, but it never worked. But yeah. now I'm going to do it here for Good. you. But it was basically where I would see, because I lived in an area where there was like a fake psychic place that offered $10 palm readings, which at night, at two in the morning, I would see like, I mean, it was sex traffic. It was some sort of yeah. Russian underground <laughs> hand job party. Right. That was during the day, it was like $10 palm readings. Yeah. Because I was always like, 10 bucks to read your palm? Like, that seems. You know, like a great deal, but yeah. it should cost more if you're claiming you can do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, but on that street, there are always a bunch of bums that would uh, not like, you know, get a job, but like true bums, true L.A. bums that were nice. like living in bushes and screaming obscenities. But uh, one of them would talk so much insanity and, you know, and it was during a time when I was in acting class and doing tons of monologues. So in my head, I was like, how do I know this guy just can't pay for class, but he's still trying to do the work? You know, right, he's rehearsing right. a scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, but the reading out loud thing is like uh, again, like, and I think whatever your process is, do it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see guys on the subway in New York, and they're like, 
they're going like, and you said this, and you said, and you're like, oh, is he crazy or is he an actor? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe both. Yeah, maybe both. Both Wait, so, actors are nuts. Uh, that's uh, the city bike thing is probably. Oh yeah. You don't do why? Why the electric bike? Well, you feel like a cool guy as it's, it's buzzing under your asshole, you know, and, and I'm zipping around. The city bike is so... Uh, you could do more work, right? Yeah, you're pedaling all day and everybody hates you. You know, you're the finance guy who's trying to have a crazy night and getting on a bike, you oh, know. Oh, God. So I, Try to get I'm, his work out in. But also, like you just said, six sets, you truly can make all of them. Yes. If you're, all, if you're going 30 miles an hour. Right, and when you think about it, Manhattan is not that big, you know. It's like... A mile high this way and a mile wide, maybe. So yeah. you're all over it. Uh, so you're feeling good about... I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about the set, and uh, it'll come out next week. I don't know when this comes out. Next week, yeah. Oh, great. So give it a watch. You're hearing it right before it comes out. Um, How much do you differ in between the six spots? Well, I guess you're about to do... Se- Is this going to be six or seven tonight? This will be six. Jesus this is Christ. the last one. Will you no. only do that many sets when you're trying to work something like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Uh, you know, I got to run. I'm a nut. Like, I don't know these guys who can just go up and fuck around on, like, a TV thing. I don't have that in me. I got to have every word down. I'm a wacko. I'm, I'm the same in bed. <laughs> I know the whole thing. I know what I'm going to do. Flip her over. Put a leg up. Balls in the mouth. Yeah, whatever. it's timed out. Yeah. Minute six, balls in the mouth. Right. Which, minute four, maybe a left-hand slap. But <laughs> yeah. not on the cheek, on the face, because she asked for it. She liked it. At minute four, she better ask for it. Right. That's a great Bill Burbit where I'm like, oh, I wish I thought of that about how, what do we do about rough sex? Some chicks like rough sex. Yeah. And uh, yeah, me too, baby. <laughs> you know, it's all changed. Is there, um, is there a limit to the number of sets you would do? Because I, you know, I used to hear before I even got out to New York when I was first doing stand-up about how guys would do multiple sets in yeah. a night. And, when I, and then when I finally got to a point in LA to where I was like, oh, cool, I can do all the big rooms in a night. So that's three. And then maybe at the store, do... All three there, yeah. You know? So then, so then maybe that's four. And then if I'm really crazy, I'm like, oh, I'll drive to the ice house because I haven't been out there for a while. Wow, so that's five. And I've done six the most, but a lot of four and fivers. And that's great for LA for sure. But also, like, I do get to only I'd say a handful of the times did I walk away from or like you know now there's so many show, uh, shows in like um, you know the back of a, a clothing store in Venice, like cool little you know indie. Um, shows that would you know be uh, really popular here. The LA is trying to take a page out of New York's book of doing cool shows and offbeat spots. Yeah, but only a few of the times I walk away from all those sets, going like, I'm glad I did all five. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Because some towards the end, I either it's just, all scramble. You're yes. just like, my time. Well, I gotta go on next, man. You, I'm sorry, I gotta go on next. Uh, I got six minutes, you know. And then you're like, where's the car? Shit, I got a ticket. Yeah. I gotta go to the car. Unpar- you know, so maybe only it. two of the sets did you actually get what you exactly, intended to exactly. Do. You're just trying to make them instead of actually getting anything out of them. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's kind of like when you. Uh, I I was in a 12 year relationship. Whoa. And yeah, I, I broke out of it. I got caught cheating. It was a whole thing. Engaged. But, no, I wouldn't do it. I'm a wuss. I'm a fucking child. It's tough, dude. I don't know how. You're not engaged, right? No, I've yeah. I mean, got a girlfriend, but I, man, it's we talk about it, but yeah, of course. But I've had you know three significant opportunities to probably pull the trigger, and kind of when each one of them ended, they were all kind of devastating in their own way. Yeah, but not like not really because there was a part of me that was like. Got to, exactly, have to, exactly. Like, you know, days later, right? But, you know, not in the moment, like. I know we're so lucky. We have comedy. We love it. Whatever. But like some guys, just like I'll get married. I'll have a kid. I'll kill myself. You know, like I'll maybe I'll get promoted. I'll try to buy that Lexus one day and get a you know a a, a nice 
uh, pension or whatever the hell you get. Yeah. What do real people get? I don't Jamba know. Jamba Juice gift card? Yeah. I don't know. What <laughs> yeah. do real people do? But like we have comedy like that we like, so we're like, we got this thing. I know. And it's fun. And it's cool. I know all these amazing people. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, marriage. And but and I know it's cliche, but every girl I've ever dated is like, when are you going to propose? When are you going to propose? And you're like, come on. How early on, too? Geraldo early. used to have this great bit about where he's like, you can't leave well enough alone. Right, You know, you're right. always asking, where's this headed? Where are we yes. going? Like, you know, that, yeah. Then you get, you move in. You, that's a fight. You finally move in. Then you got to get married. That's a fight. Then it's a fight about kids. It's just like. Kids seems like the big, like. Uh, I mean, do you have anybody in your life? Do you have brothers, sisters? Older brother. Married two kids. Yeah, so they're, so. It's almost like that filled the void for the grandparent, like all, right, all the right. That's true. And it's also like you know that's a blessing I think for for anyone who gets to be on the other side. Like you know my sister and, and all my nieces and nephews, great to be around them, love that. But it's definitely like an inside track into like okay, cool. That's what it would look like. Right. And and every time I leave, I'm just so like, God, if I had to go back to one right now, exactly. And I had to get up and I didn't want to. Yeah. Like that it's as small as it that is, but it's like. Dude, every Thanksgiving, my brother has three beers. He grabs my arm and he goes, don't do it. And I, it haunts me. Haunts me. And, and they always like, with a, you know, and there's always like an elbow or a yeah, joke. And, yeah. you, and you feel obligated to, to meet them halfway. With like, right. ah, you know, yeah, or, you know, birth control if he's running around crazy. Right, but, right. But, deep, but, you know, deep down, it's like there's a lot of truth there. Oh, there's a lot of truth. And, and I feel bad. There's people listening to this with kids. And all we're saying is just, just kill them. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Get rid of them. Drown them. No, I'm joking. Sell them on eBay. No, yeah. <laughs> there's a well. So so twelve year relationship. And to, so is this like a public thing that you high school sweetheart moved to New York together in New Orleans, right? Yeah. Yes. College. I found comedy. She was into it. Moved to New York. She like pretended to love it. You know, but, probably did. But then like right or maybe even uh, yeah. But but then there's also early Mark. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yikes. Doing open mics. It's cute. I'm, it's, maybe this is a joke. And she's like, oh, that'll be funny. You're so funny. It was all very supportive. And then yeah. after a while, it's like I gotta get on late night. I gotta get a half hour. Is this funny? That guy sucks. How did he get? On? That's all I'm talking about. You know. Yeah, I know, dude. And so I don't blame her. And then she wanted the picket fence and the white. Uh, I guess white picket fence. Yeah. So. Eventually, I didn't know how to get out. I lived with her. Our families knew each other. I, mean, I was in, man. I was like six feet underground. Were you almost looking for something to yes. like? And would you talk like, were you planned the exit? That sounds like the great premise the of, like a, of a, um, I was going to say Jason Sudeikis, a, uh, not Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Fucking, um, not Philip Annette Benning. No, um, Jesus w- Warren Christ. Warren Beatty. No, thinking of it. <laughs> I just, no, what's, um, uh, uh, American Beauty. No, the, <laughs> the, the lead actor of Arrested Development. Oh, Bateman. Ja- I was going to say Jason Statham, yeah. Justin Bateman. Justin, <laughs> Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, yeah, yes, yeah. sorry. I'm thinking of his, his <laughs> hot way, sister. The worst game show ever, Statham or Bateman. <laughs> or how do you get to Jason Bateman? <laughs> right, right. Uh, but you know, like it, you know, the idea of like a guy being trapped in a relationship, yeah. and then he's like, I got to get out of it. So his friends and family planned some sort of, I mean, did you, you didn't go to that extent, did you? No, but I think I got caught cheating, and I was so sloppy about it that I think subconsciously I was you trying to get in out. in the bed while she was sleeping? No, I had yeah. a phone on the couch counter and I was showering and I was fucking this gal and she was the phone lit up and this is back before I had a code on it so it just lit up and it was just like a photo of her and naked didn't even try to hide it I know I like think... a picture of like a football player or something yeah exactly so <laughs> hey, she Saquon Barkley's calling me he's not even in the league yet this guy must <laughs> must have seen my three minutes at right the... <laughs> so yeah so then she sees everything and then she starts reading through the scroll of like what we last night was amazing I'm gonna do this to you next time and this oh, and that God. and then the balls and the jizz yeah. and the queefs and yep. the whole thing <laughs> and the positions so then you know the shower curtain ripped open 
and she just showed me, and I was like, hey, what's up? You coming in? You know, and I'm soapy and wet, and she just shows me the phone, and I see the photo of the naked girl, and I was like, you don't understand. She's fucking crazy. And I, you know, I just oh, tried, and yeah. she just dropped the phone in the shower, and I, I jumped out, and I was trying to reason with her in the living room, soaking wet and naked, which is a bad look for a dude. And yeah. That was it. She didn't even try to make some joke like, "No, hey, so um, are, whose queefs are better? Like, right, right, no, nothing. I wish. Yeah. That'd be, you gotta marry her. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, that would have been the marriage proposal. But uh, no, Dang, no. Dang, dude, so. It was, and I felt horrible. I was course, a piece of shit. Because yeah. guess what, man? As much as you, I mean, look, anyway, you slice it, breakups are just like, oh. or, you know, even like in our professional business, like ending it with a rep, like. Right, right. if it's been a couple years, there's some sort of like. Not betrayal, but just like ah, this feels like completely. You get accustomed to 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 something and somebody. But um, have you spoken to her since? Yeah, she's already remarried. Like, but we're cool. She had to go to therapy. I went to therapy. I remember walking around Manhattan with earbuds in, just like sobbing. That's you know, wow. It was so. I mean, it was like losing a leg because you twelve years, you know, and that's just gone. A long time. Yeah. Did she go back to New Orleans or she stay here? She stayed. She she's works for CNN. I think like she's killing it. She got like a real blitzer. Yeah, <laughs> I was fucking uh, Megan good. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. No, oh wait, that's Fox. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Ah, yeah, I don't can't know do that on the Tonight Show. <laughs> I don't know. My that's politics. Mike's one qualm about the joke. Right, right. Like, but I said I'm fucking her. No, that's fine. It's just get the network right. <laughs> yeah, um, that's how they go. They are like that. How much material? Because I think this is, and uh, I'm curious too because you have a very, like one of the most unique, like delivery styles, and and I. Um, you know how everyone like there's you have a comic that like you know you you're envious of because you're like man I I know that's not what I do or what I could do but that's like like watching you the way you do jokes mm-hmm. and your timing and your cadence like when I started I was like oh, that's what I like I watch you being like oh that's what I wish I was doing oh, you know what I'm saying oh come on yeah, yeah. no um, I can't it's funny because when I started everybody's like you, you got to change your delivery your voice is horrific I hate your jokes are too jokey that's so crazy who's telling you this everybody Megan everybody Kelly? and I'm listening yeah. <laughs> uh, she just said the n-word <laughs> but uh she, w- I was just everybody was like, "This sucks," because you're so green and you're trying to absorb all this these tips. And but so- were these comics that you looked up to that wanted to take you under their wing, or people that like saw the funny in you and were jealous or maybe, whatever it was, and maybe. they were like, "Hey, do this because it sucks." And you're so guys fucking good. Ch- change up the way you do things. Walk walk on stage with your dick out, right? And, right. Because you know, they're just so. I didn't have that thought. I was like, "Oh, I got to let you've been doing it ten yes. minutes longer than me, so I'll listen." Because yes. there's no handbook or anything, so you're just kind of going it's not with crazy. The flow. They're truly like, unless you meet somebody early on to give you any sort of like Nothing. tidbit of wisdom that take that that you feel report to so that you feel like it's not bullshit right um like whether you are on a weird road gig with them like brett ernst told me something you know brett ernst yeah i like brett ernst. now i think he's in ohio but he told me in la jolla comedy store once because i was so concerned like three years in about half hours and all this shit he's like dude write all the time mm-hmm. get keep getting funnier and that shit have, control what you can control is basically yes, what he said yes yes and that man that resonates so hard and obviously like easier said than done to hold on to that day right. in and day out but at least that early on it gave me like some clarity to like yeah okay take a beat like don't be freaking out every day and every set and every joke you know what I'm saying like of course. No, have that's some good. perspective I wish somebody had told me that uh, I was I was all over the place and just trying to learn and you know, you put a YouTube clip up too early and the comments are horrific oh, and you're I like, know. Jesus, maybe I should quit and yeah, all that. Because people were telling you, like, you got to start putting content up. So yes. Like, is this what content is? Exactly. And they're like, well, not that, man. We mean, like, not you. Yeah. You're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you being funny, though. 
It was so uh, there was so little information about it. I remember listening to Woody Allen on comedy, which was like a CD. It was originally a record, and that was a CD. And it was just him talking about what to do in comedy. And now I'm fucking an Asian stepdaughter. So <laughs> yeah, so it's it's all over the yeah, road, but you, you figure it out. It's just trial and error. And blah, wait, so blah. you you were this Mark Norman when you first started, and you've been doing it what? 16? No, no, no. 13. 13, 13 years. Yeah. God damn, dude. Yeah, but I'm my a... whole point was, yes. I don't know how we got on The Girlfriend. Damn it. Something about doing six sets a night. My whole point was, after I got off her, after we broke up, yes. I got on Tinder and went, ham. Wow. Ham, baby. I should say beef because of the curtains. <laughs> but I went, beef, baby. I mean, Tinder was kind of new and like Bumble was just out. I, I went crazy. I got gonorrhea. And chlamydia. I got chlamydia twice. In the same day? Yeah. <laughs> same girl. <laughs> Sounds like an old like bar mitzvah joke right. that the rabbi says to like calm the kids' nerves down. Got chlamydia. Wait, so, okay, so. I like that. You went nuts because. I was thir- 12 years pent up. Wow, yeah, because you, I mean, had you stayed pretty faithful up until that point? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Dang, dude. That last year was yeah, a little rocky, course. but yeah. Now, how much, because again, I think this is a you know blessing and a curse when traumatic shit happens. I think we, you know, the benefit to get conditioned to hopefully after a while when something bad happens to find some funny in it, whether it's immediately or like a few days after. Um, but did you uh, did you um, start writing about it or did you just try to like not as know, much cover as the should. wound by getting out there? I just went all, I went whole hog on puss yeah and just like i want to see if i can fuck two girls in a night Coach i want to see do you like you got any beef i can fuck yeah, yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> i had a chef's hat on a mustache <laughs> the mustache smelled like asshole i got a, this By uh the way, that's a commercial for <laughs> chef boyardee like that's got to be in the lost footage somewhere where he's like i think it'd be funny like dude you don't know advertising you know pasta let's right. keep it at that <laughs> now what if i got a little, a little shit on my mustache right, right right He's licking the bow tie pasta, <laughs> or not the bow tie, the shell, yeah. like it's a little vagina. Um, shell pasta, that's my favorite one. Me too. Get out of here. Yeah, man. Well, hashtag. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I went. I got this, uh, what do you call it, virus called H. pylori. Have no. you heard of this? That's from eating ass. You get it from uh, feces. I've heard of Hugh Laurie. <laughs> yeah, this is way worse. <laughs> this is H. pylori. I, I ate Wait. this girl's ass in Wisconsin. How now, real quick? Yeah. By the way, just sounds Please. like a terrible Celine Dion song that didn't make the album. <laughs> but but when you how early in your your beef rampage? Yes. Did you uh, you start eating ass? Or well, I was such a booze bag that yeah. I, I was up for anything. Like you want a scissor, you want a sixty nine. Yeah, I'll eat do it all. And I wasn't wearing condoms. I was such a fucking reckless crazy? animal. Yeah, dude. And I was, you know, 28. I was still 27, 28. I was still pretty young, and I had no career, really. So I just went all in on booze. And then tendering. Tend- and I had, a, I had a Conan. So I just put the Conan photo of me and him as my cover, and that was huge. That was a game changer. So, like, I was cleaning up. And people were like, what are you, a celebrity? What are you doing on Tinder? I was like, well, I'll make an exception for you. You're super, you know, all that shit. Wow. And, uh, man, I, I, I'm not, like, a ladies' man. I'm not, like, a smooth guy, but... I could fake it enough and then bring him to a show, and if I did well, that was that was the show's a game equalizer, changer. right? Let him Huge. see you in your element. Yes, everyone there, your chum. It's your you're in your um, element. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Wait, it's our cleavage. What? <laughs> yeah, truly. It, it's um, it's funny how it's any sort of like whether it's heartbreak or like a you know just some sort of negative life thing you go through. You do you know get this like kind of fight or flight thing where you're like, all right, I'm gonna go 
screw around, but I'm sure, but comedy, I'm sure, was still very much a part of the rotation and the oh, routine, yeah. right? Oh yeah, that was my whole life. So it's not like you were skipping out on shows no, to, no. to you know go bang or whatever. I was trying to make it both work. Yeah. So comedy was a lot, you know, comedy now is like a hundred percent, but back then it was like sixty, forty, forty women, you know. And uh, and you were seeing age. yourself. Was there a part of you, or did people say to you, like, "Dude, Mark, you're really funny." Like, imagine if you took another forty yes. percent, yes. and put it into comedy all the time. And what? I was I was blacking out at the club and shit like no that. Way. And then you wake up, you're like, "How would I get home?" And then people are like, you get the text, like, Gee, "You you fucking owe me an apology." You're like, "Oh shit, oh man, yeah." So I, I had to like get my shit together. I saw a vo- video of me. I had the my face was this fat. It was huge because I was so bloated from the booze, you know. So yeah, it was tough, tough times. But I, I had some great nights. Yeah, I was gonna say stories. like, how often do those things just come back into your wheelhouse of like, ah, remember that? Every time I can't fall asleep, I think about those nights, and it, it helps me kind of relax. I'm like, remember that time you fucked a girl on the roof and you could see Brooklyn, you know? And I remember wow. that time you banged a girl in her husband's house, you know? Whoa! I mean, those crazy stories. Women are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, dude, uh... By the way, every girl gets mad at me when I talk about all the girls I fucked. They're like, all right, you fucking whatever. But I'm like, isn't that slut-shaming? How come I can't talk about it? No shit. I'm just saying. Like, they always go, all right, you pig. And I'm like, well, let me be a whore. Also, yeah, it was... I mean, you met somebody who was down to do it. You did it. Consensual. I mean, I don't know, dude. There's... It goes both ways. I know quite a few gals that that I... uh, That just have their fun. And they're yeah. in that stage of life, and whether they're doing it now or they did it or they got out of a relationship and they're doing, it, and I'm just like, more power to you. Yeah, good for you. Like, are you are you hurting somebody? Are you nah. get, like, unless live it up. I mean, you know, and it's and it's like wearing a seatbelt. It's like, you know, it's on you. You know what the the rules are and what's uh, what you're capable of. There you go. Wait, I don't get how it's like wearing a seatbelt. No, nah, neither do I. Do. All it's right. just Condoms like it's a seatbelt. It's my first podcast in a uh, <laughs> in an office of a comedy club. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you uh, did you want to be a stand-up in New Orleans? Because I'm trying yeah. to think of... You did. Well, when I was in college, I was rudderless. I lived in a house with five guys. We had a beer pong, hot tub. It was it was a mess. And I had nothing going on. And my parents are brilliant. And my brother's a genius. And I got dick jokes. That's it. I was just the class clown douche. So... Once I found comedy, I just went all the way, just like the gash. I went all in, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it. I you know did it in New New Orleans. There's no scene there. I was gonna say because like, who are you seeing locally, or it just had to been all TV and, and movies and just yeah, all all YouTube and you know Louis C.K. Yeah. and George Carlin and Eddie Murphy. Like yeah. comedy was like it was like astronauts, yes. you know. Like I could never do that, yeah. but I was like, yeah, it's fun. I'll do some bar shows. But you were making people. You were like the funny guy. In most circles. In high school, I, I got voted funniest and shit like that. So From doing what? Just dicking around. Yeah. I mean, I would, you put your balls on the corner of a desk yes. back when you could do that yes. and stuff like that. You still can. You just got to be like, make sure it's the it's in the cool teacher's room. Right, know? right. And Mr. Burger, where he's going to be like, hey, there's a time and a place. <laughs> yeah, like, cool, cool, cool. And then like he turns around and then, you know, you do it right after that. Yeah. It's, it's weird how it's all changed. Like I go into green rooms now with like a funny bone on the road and I'm like, are these comics cool? Can I fart? Are, are you going to blog if I say retard? You oh, know, like man, I it's know. scary. It's weird. I used to get nervous about the audience. Now I'm nervous about the the fat guy <laughs> with the with the sides of his head shaved. You know. Well, I love too that real quick that you when you went on a uh, Cleveland Morning Show recently. Oh and just yeah. Like a clip, I feel like kind of went viral. It got well, it did well. Yeah. yeah. And uh, because I am a big advocate of just like you know fucking around on those shows because yeah, you got to. once you do enough of them you're like they care so little about you being there yes that you're just like well then this is for me exactly and and uh and also i'm trying to move tickets right so like what am i just gonna go along and let them 
suck the energy out of me too and make me look awful. That's a great way to put it. And so you, man, you uh, you went for it, and you, I mean, even said something about like you're eating bad food and then you were farting and then the girl and you were like is it just like if it's you know a guy's fart or if it's your own fart you like to smell it yeah and uh you know but if it's somebody else's and you were like to the gal you're like like if you fart i'd be like oh gross you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. weird weird yeah. it's even funnier you said that and, and then, then i said uh, or that's a queef actually yeah <laughs> yeah which they were like can we say that that yeah. was like a discussion after people like, were dying though like in the background that's what i loved like for sure uh, camera guys were like this is the best that was keeping me going i was nervous i was yeah. like is this too far i was walking that line but it was like the fourth one that day i was hung over it was yeah. like eight in the morning i was but that lady hung in there she was awesome she was cool yeah. because like if she like laughed it off she didn't have to like jump on board and be like queef what a weird word but she she was cool enough to let you yes to, make, to let you look funny exactly right? yeah, exactly i appreciate she, that. she could see it was being funny even though she had to be the the hall monitor she was letting it happen yeah she was cool but that that really popped we sold out the next two nights after that Shut in up. cleveland yeah which i don't i'm not a draw so that was exciting please tell me you like walked out and go can I say queef here? Everybody goes nuts. Like it's well, a, your new Icarumba. It was so <laughs> it was so new to me and foreign to me that I didn't know that that's why it sold out. It's like oh, it's a it's a hot night. There must yeah. be no sports on or yeah. something. You know. Well, traveling with Bert, you went to Europe with him, right? Dude, PhD I mean, in marketing. I was gonna say, like, yeah. you did. Is that a guy? Because you got into uh, when you first got going, you were what rolling around with Amy, right? Schumer, Schumer and then Louie for a while, and other people, Tom Papa here and there. But yeah. Now There's, I'm on my own. That, yeah, now you're crushing on your own. Um, is there uh, experience from each of those, um, you know, aspects of, of touring that you, like, did you go out of your way to, to ask them for advice on things, or would they kind of take you under their wing, or was it just like a mutual friendship that you just kind of, like, observe yeah. by being around it? It's, that's a good question. Like, Schumer was all, I, I was so new. I was an open micer, and she was in a private. When she took you out? Pretty much. Like, I was doing bar shows, maybe, but I was still doing mics, and, you know, I was in no clubs. No fucking No passing way. anywhere. No TV credits. So she was a saint to have this idiot loser, you know, hayseed coming out there, and she was doing clubs, and they weren't really filling up, but then she did the roast of Charlie Sheen, oh. and it just popped. Game over. Oh, sorry. Just popped all over the place, and that was, it was just theaters, like, the next day, and then it was tour bus, and then it was private jet. It all happened in, like, a blink. Holy shit! And so I got to watch all that, and I got to watch her handling the agents and all that on the phone, and it was it was a what do you call it, it crash cool. course? Yeah, I was gonna say, what was the open micer response to seeing you? like because you know again like this comedy's competitive. Yeah, as much you don't want to say that it is. You're all everyone's looking behind and in front, right in the rearview mirror, and uh, just what's right in front of you. And I've got to assume that there was some like. You know, you go back to, or, or would you not go back to the mics after like an experience like that? A little bit, yeah, but I still needed them. I still, you know, yeah. I'm doing 1,200 seaters and then 5,000 with her, so like I couldn't be like, is this anything, guys? Can I work this out? You know, so you still have to work on material. Yeah. So I'd go to the mics or bar shows, but it elevated me a little bit, you know, but I still maybe got into one club after that. But then as the years went by, you get into more and more. But yeah, it was a, it was a game changer. And then Louie was more. Let's work on this joke. Let's tweak this. Let's turn that. How, how's this? It was all about the art, you know? And then 
Tom Papa was a killer. He was just like, hey, do whatever you want. I don't care. And then <laughs> hey, um, we'll make some bread. And then Bert was like, what are you doing with these videos? It's crazy. Like, get on this. You got to do that. Well, you got to tag this. Tag, give, give that a hashtag. I was like, I don't know any of this. Wow. He's like, you got to get the algorithm and blah. He's saying words I don't even know. Yeah, because you're doing that a lot now, which I think is really smart. I mean, that's all Bert. Everyone's doing so much of the clips and the captioning right. now, but like, you got so much great tape. Yes, um, thanks. Special, do it. Don't wait. Don't, don't be yourself, don't be which yourself. nobody saw. And now I'm getting a whole new audience. Actually, an audience, I should say, because no one sees Comedy Central. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And you were able to, did you have to wait a little bit to take it and chop it up? They hated it, and I had like a fight with them about it. They wouldn't give it to you, and they hated it? No, I tried to put it on YouTube like eight times. I probably shouldn't say any of this, but they would. Oh, they have a, like a thing that they can just take it off in a minute. Like it's like a, if they see a pattern of a, ma- like a video Christ. match or something, it just comes off. It says, you don't own this or whatever. But uh, Instagram, somehow it works. So I just went that route. Oh, amazing. And it's like high quality shit. So it's like, exactly. that does make a difference. Like when you're always trying to post clips, you're looking at, um, you know, the, the stuff people are putting out there and it, it makes a difference. Some people yeah. are going to watch, you know, if they're going to watch your shit, but like, obviously if it looks and sounds good. Um, so in New Orleans, when you were in the frat, was there, you know, it you're wasn't fucking even around, a frat, but yeah, was it, that? Was, it was just five guys, five douchebags. Okay. So we, it felt like a frat house. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Was there aspirations like so you said your brother <clears throat> genius and folks yes do, your folks do what they're both they were both lawyers when i was a kid then they eventually got out of that to to like my dad got into real estate my mom opened a museum i mean these are like elitist what? you know they're very liberal but they're like uh what do you call it like intellectuals yeah there you go jesus so were they looking down on you or just like marky you i need think to find so. something i was a drunk uh douche you know my friends had me in a headlock uh you're doing that thing much. where you put your finger through your zipper and you're yes. like, hey, it's a penis if you work hard enough. That, like, what does that mean? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah, and they're like reading Tolstoy, you know? So it was, a, it was a disconnect, and that made me drink more because I wanted their love, and they were, they're cold-hearted people, and my brother's killing it. He was like writing, working for Google, and he was like a computer guy. And oh, making you he, look bad. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling dick jokes in a basement, you know? And they're like, really? You want to do this? But I was so into it. They're like, all right, we, we're not going to stop you. And I moved to New York. They were like, really? I got mugged three times in a year. Landlord no died of AIDS. Bed no. bugs. Oh, yeah. I was broke. I had to live way out in Brooklyn. It was bad, man. It was a bad train. But I had nothing else. I had. I was against the cliff. That's insane. But And there was no stopping you, though. I just had no other plan B. Like, this was it. Uh, you reminded me of a great quote. And I don't. I'm not a big quote guy because I feel like girls on Instagram ruined quotes. <laughs> but there is a quote. There's a couple quotes. My mom used to always tell me, you know what Michael Jordan said when he got to the free throw line? Fuck it. Just have fun. And I'm like, I don't think that's exactly what he said. (laughs) I also probably don't think he said that out loud at the free throw line. Right. But I get the sentiment. But there was a Will Smith quote that I'll never forget where he said on, I think it was on Oprah Mm -hmm. during the heyday. Come on, man. I never miss an episode. Oh, yeah. Look under your chairs. You come home from school. Just, you know, like I get some Tom Cruise couch jumps. Yeah. And I get some Will Smith quotes that are going to stay with me forever. I might have seen this episode. He said, don't have a plan B because it distracts from your plan A. Oh. So, and I was like, whoa, man. It hit me like a ton of bricks. That's a good way to put it. And so hearing you say that, I'm just like, dude, that. Like what a you would have been doing yourself a disservice if you were like I need to figure like because you were just like I'm this is it yeah but also you you know it sounds like you I I mean I'm trying to think of your parents like when you moved to New York and they're just like oh I guess he's doing it but like 
that's a big deal to move there to do like but that's how little i had going on that they were like at least he's going somewhere at least he's moving literally getting on a plane like i was just such a i was sleeping all one you know out all night waiter jobs like here and there like i was such a loser that they were like this is a glimmer of anything yeah you know did uh so were there open mics in uh, new orleans or what was the first taste of like that was somebody it push you to a state yeah i got drunk one night and my friend was a waiter with me and he said uh you, you should do comedy i said i can't you know what are you crazy and he's like well just write some funny shit down and i was in a speech class so i took the class as like i'm gonna use this to like try material because you had to give speeches yeah so i give a speech on bedwetting or i'd give a speech on whatever like eating out girls or something like that to try to be funny and whenever i got a laugh in there i'd be like all right i'll take this on the stage Holy but I, shit. I was so nervous I would get blackout drunk and not be able to get it out and then I have to riff so now you're riffing so like it all was oh comedy God, dude, yeah. but I didn't know it was comedy I was just like oh I'm blowing it you know and Isn't then eventually crazy? you just keep doing it Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you by Koi CBD. Ooh, CBD oil, baby. Feeling relaxed just hearing me talk about it, aren't you? If you don't know what CBD oil is, don't feel like a dum-dum. Adam's here to tell you. CBD is an oil derived from industrial hemp and has no psychoactive effects, man. So you can get the medical benefits, okay, from the hemp plant without getting high. There's no weed. You're not going to get paranoid. It's a great natural alternative to over-the-counter and pharmaceutical drugs. People use CBD oil uh, for pain, depression, anxiety, stress, inflammation. Uh, new benefits are being discovered for CBD oil all the time. My mom uses the topical cream from Koi CBD, and uh, it's helped immensely, uh, which is big time because she's been having a, a tough time with arthritis and finding uh, a solution. And Koi CBD is stepping up to the plate with their topical creams. They've got uh, uh, tincture uh, droplets, uh, vape pens, edibles, pet products for your uh, for your dogs and cats to ch to chill out. Come on, it's a stressful life being a cat and a dog. You want to chill out? Get some Koi CBD treats. They got topical products and more. All their products are manufactured in the USA with 100% natural CBD oil. It's a family-owned and operated company, and it truly is the best-tasting CBD products on the market. I feel like left and right, uh, people are approaching me after shows, uh, just being in the comedy business because comedy and and uh, you know CBD kind of go hand in hand. Uh, it's great stress reliever for our world. Uh, the Koi CBD gummies I fuck with daily because uh, it puts me in a zen state before I start my day and at night kind of relaxes me and, and helps me sleep better, quite honestly. It's America's number one trusted CBD brand. All the Koi CBD products are THC free uh, and there's a guaranteed purity, safety, and consistency level in all of their products. They're the best tasting CBD products on the market. Again, I've tried so many. Um, the amount of people that have you know been like, try these pens, we got these flavors and these, you know, you can put strawberry Root your foot. Like, shut, shut up, man. No, I'm going with Koi CBD because they got the most shit and the best tasting shit. And quite honestly, um, it's made me feel the best at any of the products I've tried. And that's why they're America's number one trusted CBD brand. So if you want to get your stress relief on, your relaxation going, and start living a better, healthier life, get rid of that depression, anxiety, stress, and just start feeling better, then, uh, then, then get hooked up with Koi CBD, okay? Head on over right now to KoiCBD.com, that's K-O-I-C-B-D.com, and enter promo code ABOUTLASTNIGHT for 20% off any retail order from the website. That's KoiCBD.com, uh, promo code ABOUTLASTNIGHT for 20% off any retail order from the website. Gummies, tinctures, pens, creams, they got it all. I'm telling you, they're the shit. 
And uh, and Brad and I couldn't love him more. Who knows? They might fucking make Brad grow, which would ruin his act, but but uh, would help him reach the Cocoa Puffs on the top shelf. I had. Did you like school? Oh, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I mean, you were just like fucking like, any opportunity to kind of make somebody laugh would be distracting. Yeah, it's and the it's exact same it's way. weird if you got laughs in in speech, you got a better grade. Yes, I love it. By the way. I think you you and I have a lot of similarities. I did the exact same thing in high school. Took the speech class for that purpose to just so I could do funny. I did a speech on how to make toast. My <laughs> teacher still to this day tells me because she gave me an A for it. And yeah. she was like worst speech ever, but you had like the whole room in stitches, and you were like, and as far as the speech part goes, yeah, you were like, you know, I don't know if captivating is the word she used, but like hey. engaging and fun and articulate, and you weren't whatever. Yeah, and um. She's like, I don't remember what you said because she's like, you brought in jams and butters and you were oh, doing this whole. Oh, that's great! You know, but 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 I think you know, you and I both having that thing of seeing like an opportunity to like, you know, not just be like, all right, well, let me just go through the motions and because I have to, let me try to get something out of it. Right, it's right. Not knowing that this was going to be what you were going to do. It's funny you said I was in. I took a film class because I was obsessed with film, and we all poured our heart into the big student film at the end. It had to be like ten minutes, and you, you know, lighting and actors and a yeah. script and the whole thing. And this one kid, we all got like C's and D's. This one kid had a video of a blade of grass that was standing taller than the rest <laughs> of the glass, and a lawnmower going towards it, and it just cut to the grass. And then it would cut to the mower. Holy cut to the grass, shit. cut to the mower, cut to the grass, cut to the mower. And then something happened where like the mower was like like crapped out. And that was it. And the blade of grass stayed alive. And the blade of grass stayed alive. And it was so captivating. And he got an A++. And the, the teacher was like, now that's filmmaking. We're like, that's it. I got blackface on. I'm tap dancing. I'm doing all this shit. I put this butt plug in my urethra for a B. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to pay this hobo to eat me out. All the, you know. All this stuff, and that's what that. But it was a better movie. He was right. Wow, dude. Yeah. So that's like your toast thing. Yeah. <laughs> Do uh, you still? I feel like I've heard you on podcasts or um, uh, Norton show or something. Just talking movies. You're a big big film movie guy, yeah? douche. Yeah, I love, love that movie. I went to film school in New York, and I was oh, wow. doing sets at night. Uh, that was one way I got up here. But yeah, I was obsessed. But then I realized how much collaboration it is. You know, mm-hmm. then you got to work, find the actors. You got to write it. You got to have a gaffer, a grip, the camera guy, the DP. And I was like, ah, I just want to. Stand up is so mobile. Is stand up um, kind of? I mean, you know, do you? I know you uh, have written on some shows, right, and did some stuff on Schumer's sketch show. Yeah, acting wise, you get a. Is it like it for you? Like it is for Burr, where he's just like stand up's number one. If I get to do some other cool shit, cool. Of course, but I, I'm a horrible actor. Like, you can act. You can, I don't know how you do it. I can't get out of I my head. School for, I mean, I get to went to school. Oh, you did? Yeah, but yeah, at SC. But, like, still even going to school, it's like I see people that are didn't do any of that, and they just have a natural gift. I mean, I've also been, I mean, that's what I was first and then started stand-up after college. But it's also like, you know, it's just like anything. Like, I had a lot of reps of, of doing it for a long time. So maybe it's just a little bit more muscle memory, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't get, I, I'm too... Scared to get vulnerable. You can get vulnerable. Yeah, that's impressive. That's maturity, and that's <laughs> I don't have that. I'm. I'm I think it's, it's lack a, of dad. I think. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. You no dad. Yeah, let me just lay down real quick. No, <laughs> no he's alive. Just uh, just not just, around. Just, just bounced early. I mean, now it's fine. You know, you always wow. You this know, is fix the, it up. The least white thing about you. Oh for oh dude, I've got I've got some stories. Dude. Oh, well, what are you are talking just, to me for? You and I are just breaking the. Uh, oh, this is killer. Breaking this the seal on the friendship. But all right. Um, uh, I think that it's probably why you're funny. For sure, dude. You know, my dad was checked out as well. 
Oh, yeah? Oh, I remember coming home as a kid. You just want his approval, and I would start talking. He would point to the TV. He would go, huh, huh. Whoa. Like, don't talk to me. Look at the TV. Mine would point to the woman he was cheating on my mom with. And I was wow. like, why is she here? No, I'm joking. No, that's I, pretty good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it's, dude, same thing. Dad approval, man. Yeah. And even now still, like, I feel, which is so weird because I, and I've never been to therapy. What? Uh, got you forced, gotta go. I, got, I know. I hear it's like It changed invaluable. my life. God, I've heard that, you know, because I've definitely, you know, in relationships, you know, gotten in, in fights where I know that things that I've just bottled down. But you know what it is? My mom tried to force me into a divorce one where it was just like, weird fat guy with a beard. He looked like Spielberg's brother that didn't make it. And he was like, <laughs> I'm going to be a divorce counselor. Oh, but he had a God. mini hoop up in his uh, office. And I uh, love basketball, right? Sure. Go pro. And uh, I would just come in and just start shooting hoops. And then one day, I remember, I shot one. It bounced. And he bounced right to him in his chair. I'm going to get the offensive rebound. He just catches it. And I reach out and he goes, and this is like the third time. And Whoa. each of the first three times, he let me just shoot hoops and just goes, the kid's not going to talk, whatever. Yeah. And on this one, he grabbed it and goes, why don't we talk for a little bit before huh? you shoot a couple more baskets? And I was like, uh, what? Yeah. Sat down and tried to get some shit out of me. Tried to a little, and then it was just too weird. Yeah. And so my mom was like, I'm done. I can't do this. Like, and she's like, all right, I'm not going to force you. But she, you know, she's like, this is what you're supposed to do, I guess. You put them into a... Yeah. But I hear from... I mean, you're just... I, you know, the... That, that's like a PSA. comic that has told me, like, you just gotta... It's, you know... I mean, I don't know. What did it, what it do for you? Well, it just... Uh, they say most comics have an over-loving mother and a no-dad. That's like the pattern, they say. Wow, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, same. And my dad is a nice guy. Yeah. He just doesn't think about it like he's not like i gotta show my son some love and yeah. some attention he's just like all right I gotta, I gotta go to work i gotta make some money so i can pay for the house and i'm like hey dad over here he's like well what are you talking about i gotta make money yeah. you know so it was a lot of that I don't, I don't think he was a bad guy but then i heard his childhood story and i'm like i totally forgive you no way oh it was crazy it was like movie shit where you're like i didn't think that was a real that was like a, a dickens novel kind of shit he told you when you're an adult now it's like a bedtime story right he never opens up we're at dinner one night like two, three years ago, and he just went off at dinner. He's just like, my dad did that. And me and my mom were looking at each other like, what the fuck is this? I but, just said, pass the salt. Yeah. yeah, but he, we just were like, well, let's listen. And it was like, he unloaded, like the, the 50s came out, and it was Holy crazy. Shit. It was unbelievable. So I learned a lot, and I was like, I'll, I'll never say a bad thing about you again. I didn't know all that shit. I had it good compared to you. Wow, dude. Yeah, I, I had the weirdest childhood. I, have you heard about my childhood? No. I grew up, and my dad bought a dilapidated mansion, because my dad grew up super poor, like, you know, okay. dirt poor, and uh, so he he's always wanted to be, he's like N-word rich kind of thing, where he's just like, he would buy an old Beamer just to say he had a Beamer, but it didn't run. Yep. So we're at a, he buys this dilapidated mansion in Treme, which is this like the shit neighborhood yep. in New Orleans, and it's got no running water, no electricity, we got extension cords, it got those like... You know, mechanic lights in the kitchen. It looks like a house that like Kevin McAllister is going to take over to. Yes, take over some, take on some bandits. That's in. exactly right. I remember we'd see a pigeon go by every now and then. We had termites. Daniel Stern is hiding in the sink. Yeah, yeah, the wet bandits. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it was brutal, and we had a we had a transgender nanny, transvestite. Sorry, transvestite <laughs> nanny named Enos. It was this giant black guy. It looked like Ving Rhames. I know you can't. That's make this awesome. Up. He like taught me how to you know go on a date, taught me how to throw a punch, taught me how to ride a bike, all Amazing. this shit. Yeah, and so we got robbed all the time too. It was a terrifying way to live. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, my dad bought this place just because he wanted to seem well off. Like I think that that 
that rich thing, fuck, uh, the poor thing fucked him up so bad he had to show that he was Overcompensate, rich. Overcompensate, right? Yes, exactly. And maybe also to himself or to you guys, like maybe he felt inadequate or yeah, he's he definitely wasn't felt inadequate. providing the way he wanted to. So he's like, look, we got a mansion. Maybe. Man, my mom was bringing in most of the bread, to be yeah, honest, which yeah. has got to feel weird. But she was so secure that she could just be like, ah, I'm good. Damn. How much of that do you, you know, because what's also great about you with your joke writing is that like, you know, as um, as fun and upbeat, and and uh, there's almost like a, I mean, this is why Seinfeld said on air, by the way, that uh, your oh, his thanks. current favorite comic that was crazy. Which to me, I think I sent you a message after yeah. I saw that. That was that was so crazy to me, dude. That it's but I mean, not surprising at all because I was just like, fuck yeah. But it, it also made me really like Seinfeld more to where I'm right. like, good for you to have a finger on the pulse of what's happening. I and guess not so. Just be t- Fuck yeah, dude. And not just be tied to your uh, comedians and cars right, uh, friends. Right, right. And be yeah. like, hey, what's out there? Yeah. And like whether he saw you at a club, because I know he does pop in still, and mm-hmm. and um, or ask people, whatever it was, but he, uh, that was really cool to me. But, but um, you know, were, were there, he must have been an influence on you, right? Because your oh, style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because again, like when I was saying and watching you, it's like, I'm definitely a little more longer form, and then now even stories or whatever, but like I admire that just quick set up punch like oh, you thanks. get a bunch in like even your tonight show which you're about to do is third right yeah and even conan's a bunch it's like the amount the amount of jokes you can get into that amount of time is so fucking great oh thanks but man. there's still like a lot of like honesty and and you can your sensibility and and get who you are which is i feel like uh not easy to do when when you're kind of um i don't know what the word i'm trying to uh find is it's um you know, yeah, you're, uh, trying you're, to you're be... not being a character of yourself, but you're, it's a real like jovial, just, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like almost like the, the um, it's it's not as like uh, straight and conversational as a delivery. Yes. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Of course. But I... you still get all the substance there. So oh, that's, that's a great yeah. way to put it. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes. But again, people tell me like, oh, you're so jokey and punchy and oh, all that. I'm that's like, the best thing about it. But it, it's dude. all fear. It's all fear. I'm just scared of the silence. Well, you. So I mean, I'm using the fear in my adva- for my advantage, I isn't guess. Isn't that crazy? Like, even like when you did a. Uh, I was rewatching one of your Fallons and you did like a. Fuck you! Just did, even just did like a little. I wish I could remember the joke. A little gesture, and even the way you kind of like lean in sometimes or lean back, uh, or like even like on the mic here now when you were just like my mom was bringing the bread, and you right, put your mouth right. over to cover like the uh, you know like nobody would hear. Like those right. little things are just very much a part of you, and it's really uh-huh. cool. And I don't know when you started allowing for all that, or if you, wow, good or if you were just trying to like, if, you know, if it is all part of the fear, and because you don't like you know you don't move nervously with um, which I feel like is a real. Uh, easy tick to not uh, let go of the whole like not moving without a, a purpose. Yeah. But, so you're very grounded, but um, you know, like the uh, the pace in which you move is like you know effortless. But I can hear what you're saying, where you're like, oh, maybe it's coming out of some fear of of what of silence, of not doing well, of yeah. them hating me. I assume they hate me right when I go on. Like so I, funny. I assume I walk on there, go, oh, look at this fucking guy, he's gonna suck. And I've had people say that, and I and it doesn't even bother me because I'm like I get it you know does it make you want to then lock in harder do you yes. always use that yeah of course of course I want to go no no hold on let me try don't don't give up on me yes but I just uh, I wouldn't like me I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so I just try to like really great special title by the way oh I wouldn't like me that is great Somebody write that down. Fucking, I think we did. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> audible killer. form. That's really good, dude. How about this? This that's, is a title I've always yeah. thought of. Do you have a title in your head? Every comic's got a title. Of course. All right. I want to hear yours. For a special? Yeah. 
Oh, you don't have it, do you? I do. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I looked like I did, your wheels were turning. I did. Well, I just did my album, and so the title I had, I used it for the album. Okay. Yeah. Hit me. Uh, but there were two different titles. Oh, all right, all right. I want to hear them. Um, so the, I went with Read the Room. Ah, nice. But Because uh, I just was using that a lot. But I, always, I also say... Hell yeah, a lot. And I wanted that to be... <laughs> that like, works. Like when I... Um, this whole bit I used to do about, you know, getting in... Uh, just the way I would diffuse, like, road rage and whatever, and just rolling down the window and people yelling at me and saying hell yeah to myself to diffuse any sort of thing. So I just thought that was a quick, easy, but... That's great. But the more I started kind of thinking about it, I'm like, dude, you do want something like... I wouldn't like... Like, that's, that's powerful, and it's... Uh, you want something that does reflect something on you, right? Yes, yes. So the people, after they see it, even if they... Even if it doesn't, um, they don't know what it means. They see the special, and they're like, "Oh man, that is like right. that syncs up." Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good. What's a good special title that really hits you? Like I mean, you, Burr's um, the the one he did in Atlanta. I'm sorry, you feel that way. Yes, that is a good one. Love that. Yeah. Hey, Adele. Um, mine, mine. Of course, I, there was Bonnie Hunts for a special. Um, <laughs> uh, what was it? It was. Um, I never did my mine was called because I do a lot of race, women, yep. gay, like. I generalize in my act, so I was going to do one called Generally Speaking. Very I'm, good. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm generally speaking. Yeah. But it's, and would, I'm speaking generally. Would you feel pressure to, to say that a lot? Or at least say uh, it once? Yeah, at least Almost once. Almost like in the movie, you at know, where it's once. like, they said it, they said the title. And everybody, he said Goonies. We got to get off this Titanic. You're like, we knew what the movie was. <laughs> that's true. You didn't but it need is to say fun it. to hear yeah. it. Yeah, I don't Boy, know. Boy, this why is that a is. crazy Airbud Seven. It's like, dude, <laughs> no one's gonna buy that. That was right. authentic dialogue. Oh, so you're drinking your juice in the hood? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so is there uh, is there a time in New Orleans that you uh, do those first few open mics, and you get like either? You know, adulation from friends, or did uh, you invite your folks out, or were you just kind of like no folks? Yeah, no, they don't want to come. So I didn't want to bother them. And that you don't want them to see you that early because they'd be like, this is what you're doing? This is horrible. All right, so you had that wherewithal to know that. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I got to yeah. wait for a minute. I knew I sucked, and I was pouring sweat. I was I had stage fright for like four first four or five years. Dang. I was a mess. When was the first time they saw you? You sent them a selfie from a, a Schumer jet, and you were like, see? <laughs> you doubted me. It was weird because they didn't care. Then I got Conan, and then they were kind of like, oh, maybe there's something to this. That's how long it took. Wow. Yeah, but also people that removed, and I'm assuming right, they they are like there was nobody in your family that had any sort of ties. So like we can get you on the Tom Green show. No, right? yeah, no. nothing like that. No, so no. they're so removed. So their idea of of making it is, you know, well, unless you're in Morgan Freeman's films playing right. his wife, you know, or whatever. Exactly, they think Hollywood is. Uh, then it's like they you haven't done it, I guess, more or less, right? Yeah, pretty much. You know, otherwise it's just a hobby that you're wasting your time on. So, but the Seinfeld thing was big. That they like. I mean, how could a mom not like that? Did you send her that immediately? Immediately. First person. Because they know who he is. I mean, they're not oh, oh, yeah. they're privy we, enough. We grew up watching the show I did growing up. I watched it with them, you know. I'm like, wow. hey, late night NBC or must-see TV yeah, or whatever man. the hell it was. You know, Kramer. Did you message him? Did somebody reach out to you? Did you? You don't, uh, you don't know how, this, how we met? No. Oh, okay. Crazy story. Okay, great. I think we're, you're going on 1045, right? Yeah. So seven minutes. Why oh, don't we I'm sure they're running behind, okay, too. Okay, cool. They'll probably get me. Yeah. All right, so. Yeah, they will. I'm at Gotham, and I had like a four-show night, so I'm running around. It's a tight night, you know? It's like one set goes wrong, then it's dominoes. You lose all of them. Yep. So I'm at Gotham. It's the second set of the night. 
two more after that. I show up, they go up, 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 oh, slow down, fatty. Seinfeld's here. I'm like, oh, damn it. And that, that that's how good New York is. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, yeah. Seinfeld's here. Yep. But I was like, well, I'm going to watch because he's Seinfeld. So he's up there and he's shucking and jiving, doing his thing. What's the deal with? And they're like, you got to follow him. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn. Following Seinfeld just means you're the guy while they go pee. You know, they all, they all leave and go yep. pee and check yep. their phone they or whatever. Go, it's not going to get better than this. Exactly. Unless he turns around and comes back on stage and does more time. Exactly. So I'm kind of like, well, this is going to be a waste, and I really wanted to work this out and whatever. So I'm annoyed a little bit, which is, again, crazy that I'm going on after Seinfeld. I'm annoyed. Yes. But yeah. Hey, but you, you know, get it. Yes. You at the store. There's yes. all kinds of celebrities coming in yeah, out of there. So he comes off, and I, the host is bringing me on. So we have to pass each other. And. Of course, I'm nervous and I'm in awe of him, but I was kind of peeved enough that I could be myself, if you know what I mean. Like, the peeveness cut the nervousness. Wow. So he comes off and I go, hey, you still got it. Like, as a kind of a fun ball-busting thing. Sarcastic. As he came off. As he, we're passing each other. And then he he hears it and he goes, and he looks at me and does like a double thing and goes, oh, hey, I like your stuff or something. I'm a fan. I was like... Well, oh my god! Yeah, and I, crippling, I just, moment. crippling, what crippling. the fuck? And so then I go on, and I'm beaming, I'm beaming because he just complimented me. Like I'm like just going through my head, like how does he know who I am? What did he see? What yeah, are you even? Clip? Thi- are you even in your? You're just in your head thinking of that, and the jokes are coming exactly, out somehow. Exactly, exactly. That's amazing. And I think I was so elated that it was coming through, and I was murdering, murdering. And this was like a Merrill Lynch uh, benefit, so it was okay. like good money, and you had to be clean. So I assume he's gone. I'm killing. I was like, oh, my God, I can't You assume he's that. gone, by the way. Awesome. Yes, exactly. I mean, because Paul McCartney one time was at the Improv, and I knew he was there, and I definitely, I'll tell you that story later, but I definitely, wow. point being, knowing he was there, got in my head, man. Of course. And it fucking made me do things I don't think I would normally do. Yes. And, uh, like or- talking in a British accent the whole time. No. <laughs> but uh, We're but- such twats, too, that you're like, maybe he'll put me in the Beatles. I know. You know maybe he'll start the band up and he'll put me in. You know, we, Our brain goes to these horrible, yes. crazy, elaborate places. So you're crushing. He's gone. I'm doing you a good set. I think he's gone. I think he's gone, and I get off, and I go, ooh, that went well. All right. I'm back, baby. Whatever. And then he comes out of the woodwork, comes out of the shadows, and goes, that was great. Let's go hang out. And I go, what the Jesus? Oh my God! What the fuck? So, by the way, th- people should know this is crazy. He doesn't. That's hang out. He doesn't hang out. With he anybody. popped in on my shows at Gotham last time I was here on the Sunday, and I was like, and we talked for a minute, and then oh, I was wow. like, do you mind if I get a picture? I just done a little thing on Curb and whatever, and I was like, it's just it's cool. You're on my. He was on my show, so I felt like it wasn't totally yeah. crazy. Yes. And uh, and he goes, yes, but let's do it right when I get off. Meet me in the hallway right away because I'm taking off. So he came out, we did it, and he beelined out the door. Yeah. And then Mazzilli, the owner of Gotham, was like, that's how he does it, man. So yeah. even crazier that he was like, let's go kick it now. Insane. Insane. He doesn't want to hang out with anybody, you know? No, he's, he's got a- his friends. Yes. He's an old curmudgeon, <laughs> too. Yeah. 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 So we go down to the green room at the bottom of Gotham, and, and I'm shitting myself. I'm shitting. My- I'm just like, uh, uh, what do I do here? Do I play it cool? Do I tell him I'm insane and in love with him? Or what? Like, what do you do? So I just kind of like calm myself down he's he's sitting where you are like we're this close and he's like so where are you from what's your deal you know what's your story and all that i'm like oh you know and i'm just trying to be normal and neil brennan has that great quote he said when you're hanging out with a celebrity it's like being driving next to a cop you're going the whole time you're going is this how i act you know is this what it's like is this how i would do it if he wasn't here you know yep and that's the same feeling with a guy you're like is this who i am am i being real right now like you know you're trying to just keep checking yourself and 
10 minutes in, it was terrifying, but after 10 minutes, he's just another guy. He was just a Long Island comic who liked baseball and cars. And he was like a normal dude. He had like a baseball hat on, and we were just talking. And we talked about gossip and jokes and the 80s and the show and Larry and just everything. And I knew everything. And I could tell he could, he was impressed that I was such a nerd. You know, he would be like, I used to do this uh, club called Catch. You probably know, I'm like, Catch a Rising Star on 71st. And he's like, oh, wow. And he's like. Oh, you're a comedy I'm, junkie, man, yes, which he loves. He loves. And, I, I mean, I don't know if you were quoting things from the show, but like. No, I didn't want to go there. Okay, yeah. But I know everything about the show, obviously. But also, he's like, my dad. I was like, Cal. I know his dad. I mean, I read all his. I'm telling you, man, I'm a fucking autistic. Oh, so you were whiz. ready for this? Oh moment, yeah. Dude. He's like, you know my dad's name? Like, gee, like take it easy. You got a debit card, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was just, I could tell surreal. Was, he was, it was surreal. And obviously those. Whoa! I think a printer just fell off a table here. All right, sorry, folks. I'll just uh, fill some air. So <laughs> he was, uh, he was impressed. I knew all that, and. And uh, he's like, this is the craziest part. This is when, the whole thing's crazy, but this is when it's like, oh, this is next level galaxies aligned kind of shit. He goes, uh, <laughs> by the way, I had to be clean on this show. It happened to be the show he was on. If I had done my school shooting, pedophilia chunk, he would have been like, this guy's a little much, maybe. So it just worked maybe out. We'll postpone the hang. Yeah. I'll find somebody else that knows my dad's name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I had to be clean for Merrill Lynch, so maybe it was almost kismet. But either way, he goes, uh, this was great. This was great. Good good hanging out. Good talking to you. And he goes, uh, get my number. And I go, oh, come on. Fuck you or whatever. And he's like, no, no, get my number. And I'm like, all right, but I will never use it. He goes, use it, use it. And I was like, <laughs> and then he left outer body yeah and then we were walking walking out and talking and every word you're like paying attention to because you're like I don't want to remember forget this moment yeah because who knows it? I mean you don't know if there's going to be a follow up completely unless completely. you FaceTime him as he walks away yes yes <laughs> yeah which he would kick me in the balls <laughs> if I did that but yeah so uh, I got out of there and he went up again and I watched his set so by the way my other two sets are just that's over I obviously missed up my yeah. phone's blowing up where the fuck are you Fine. are you closing sorry yeah. sorry I told everybody like I'm talking to Seinfeld they're like all right all right but I ran around third uh west 23rd street just skipping just like ah! that's amazing dude. yeah it was it was bananas like I called my mom that moment it was I'm a douche I'm a queef. no no but, that's yeah. exact dude that is a beautiful story and that's I mean I would venture to guess that like some of the shit early starting out times like come flooding back as you're yes. skipping around like I don't know if you went by a That's corner exactly right. that you saw and you were like or, or thought of st moving out there and yeah. you just all was like you That's think about so all true. the work you put into it yes. and you're like dude because timing is everything you know and and but like everything you do you know it's some you know cliche quote but like preps you for you know the things that you get to be in the position to, right. to do or have right. happen and like you were ready for that moment, but again, like you said, the kismet of all the of it being that show, and you needing to be clean, and exactly. you you going out of your way to make a joke to him so that he sees exactly. you. Exactly, all what? of Otherwise, that. he probably might walk right out. Walk right out. But exactly. he's like, oh, I like that guy. Let me watch his shit. I mean, that's crazy, dude. That's so true. And for some reason, I was just adrenaline was pumping, so I was being kind of on in the room, and I could tell he was like. Oh, this guy's like a, a comic. Like he's a zinging and zang, and yeah. most people get around me and they go, "How are you, Mr. Seinfeld?" "Yes, sir. What do you need?" And I was I was treating him like a like I would treat you in the green room, just busting balls yeah. and whatever. And I think 
I, I don't know why I was acting that way because I'm not a cool guy. But in that moment, I, I think fear, something, huh? Fear came, mechanism. Something came over me where I was like, just be it, just do it, just go for it. And I was being, be like kitschy and fun in front of this guy. So it just kind of what you out. are. It's cool that you were able to lock in and be. You. I was locked in. That's what it was. Man. You know when they say like you're in a, in a race car, you're going eight million miles an hour, you're two two inches from the wall, but you're locked in. Yeah, I, that's how I was. Except it wasn't a race car. It was a green room with an old uh, Long <laughs> yeah, yeah, Island yeah. Jewish guy. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, it was so pretty do you, wild. So, I mean, catch us up. Like, are you still having dialogue here and there? So here's the other crazy clinker. So we are on the sidewalk, and he did a bit in his act that is new, and it wasn't working. It wasn't done yet. And uh, he's like, God, the cemetery. He said on stage, like, the cemetery bit. I can't crack it or something like that. So I remember being like, remember that. Remember, hold on to that. Think of, the, think of something for the bit. And I thought of, like, a horrible, dumb tag. So he's he's on the sidewalk talking to Mazzilli, the owner. Yep. And I run by. I don't want to milk it anymore. I just go, good to meet you, Jerry. I got I got a tag for that cemetery bit. And he goes, ha, ha, all right. And I, I walked away. And then the next night, I'm telling my girlfriend, and I get a text, Jerry Seinfeld, I'm flipping out. <laughs> she's flipping out. We're in our underwear like, ah! yeah, you know? Yeah. And he goes, what do you got on the cemetery bit? That's how nuts he is. He's thinking like, oh, maybe he's got something. I can use that. So now I'm like, ah, I didn't prepare. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything on the how cemetery. How much time do I have before he knows exactly. that I'm writing it right now? So now I'm writing it. It was like a like an essay where you forgot it was you due a, the next day. I'm like, oh, shit. You so a I'm comedy writing. shot clock. So I came up with the dumbest thing, and he goes, oh, yeah, that's funny. Thanks. And I could tell it was like, ah, that sucked. And I was like, fuck, I lost him. And then I go, this is how I got him back. I go, but you don't want to step on Carlin's cemetery bit because he has George Carlin's cemetery bit, and he goes, "What's his?" And I sent him a link, and then he watched. It, he goes, "I didn't know about that bit. Thank you." So now I'm back in, baby. Oh my god! So it, it was like with a supermodel. I'm just trying to like to keep her going, you know, to fuck her. And uh, I mean, we talked for like two hours via text, like just breaking down jokes and well, who do you like? Who don't you like? He's overrated. He saw. And I mean, oh my god! I've I've written like eight cemetery bits in the time just in case he asked me again. Smart so, move. What? Smart move. No, it never came up again. I think I really grossed him out with that one. So then he said. So then he said on uh, during the Mets broadcast, right? Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That you were one of his uh, guys that he yeah. he loves right now. That's man. That is fucking unbelievable. Pretty wild. Pretty Have you wild. open for him at all or gotten? I uh, got some. De- this is another crazy one. Hold on, Ray. You're gonna shit a brick. <laughs> So I'm such a chiseler cunt loser that I need a new special phone. title. <laughs> Let's put uh, you. I wouldn't like me either on hold. Yeah, for chiseler cunt loser. That's pretty good. CLR. No wait. It was the original CCL. snap, crackle, and pop yeah. for Rice Krispies. <laughs> like, what about Chisler Cunt Loser? They yeah. Go, it's a little too on the nose. Exactly. What's the Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy's names? It's only two of them. Let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to bring Chisler back. Yeah. It means cheap. I love it. So. Uh, I went to the Apple store to buy a new phone. My phone sucks. And they're like, oh, the new one's like two grand or eight, uh, eight, yeah, 18. I'm like, well, I'm not buying I thought phones were like $200. Yes. What the hell? So I go, fuck you, queefs. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna break the system or beat the system. I go on Craigslist. I find some fat Mexican guy. He meets me over by the back of the hospital on First Avenue. Who is really named Chisler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 say I'm Chisler. <laughs> and uh, he's- uh, They could do accents. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> And he sells me a phone, like a brand new phone, for three hundred fifty bucks. And I was like, I'm, I'm fucking killing. This is what a great deal. Yeah. Fuck everybody. I'm yeah. the man. I went behind everybody's back. Whatever. And so two days later, the phone's crapping out. People are like, Why didn't you answer my text? I was like, I never got a text. They're like, I've been texting you all day. I'm like, Ah, oh, this phone stinks. So cut to like two weeks later. I never buy a new phone. I'm in Charlotte, hungover in a comedy condo. Yep. This is where my life's at. 
the, the you know they, they never have curtains. The sun is beaming in. I can't no. get any sleep. Yeah. In this shitty bedroom, it's a mattress as hard as a rock. I look at my phone, it just lights up, and it's like seven thirty in the morning on a, like a on a Saturday. And I'm like, oh god, who would be sick enough to bother me? And it goes, hey man, is this phone? Is this number still good? It's Jerry. And I'm like, huh, uh, uh, and oh, I, I pick up like, hey, what, what? Sorry, man. What, what do you, what do you mean? What I missed? Well, of course it's still, it's still my number. And he was like, I've been trying to contact you. And I go, oh my, Fuck. I've been unknowingly blowing off Seinfeld. No, oh God, who dude. the hell am I? Oh my God. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got a new phone. I lost some stuff in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. Yeah. That's, now I'm back, yeah. baby. And he's like, all right, whatever. Here, call this guy. And he just gave me his manager's info. So I, ca- I just called George Shapiro, and he's like, Mark, we've been looking all over for you. I'm like, oh, my God, I could have lost it. He goes, uh, Jerry's got some gigs for you. So now I got a bunch of gigs, but I almost missed them. Holy Isn't that I- bananas? No, dude, the universe ain't, wasn't going to allow that to happen. I guess dude. so, but I, that's how big of a fuck up I am, that he had to try again. To reach me, you know? And he, by the way, wouldn't have tried a third time. No, Like, no, he tries no. to track you down in Charlotte in a Motel 6 once. Yeah. And then he just assumes he's in a La Quinta in <laughs> Omaha, but he's not going to travel with me. Exactly. He's probably got a red phone that picks up, goes right to Sebastian, <laughs> you know? Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, so dude. I almost missed. Thank God he tried again. Are so those coming up? They're coming up in November. We got a little time, but I got to buy a suit. I got a fucking. I was going to say, did Shapiro give you the. Uh, he gave me the Seinfeld dates. requirement checklist? He didn't, which made. I had to call Ryan Hamilton and be like, what's the deal? What's the deets? He's like, get a suit, go clean. He doesn't. He says he doesn't care, but he fucking cares. So I got to run the set. I'm going to run it like it's a late night. Unreal, dude. Yeah. I'm so pumped for you, dude. Oh, thanks. That's insane. That there, green room, I'm nervous. There's a weird, like, I don't know if it's a documentary or just like a, a quibby 10 minute something, but like that story <laughs> with like the. Like reenact, not the fucking True TV's laugh tracks. You right, know, it's right, not like, right. You know, where you get some <laughs> shitty young open mic group because like, I got to play Seinfeld and got my SAG card. Well, it's after. I'm Anyway, I got to play Seinfeld, you know. Yeah. But, it's, but you get to see you telling that story and then that and then this. Like, that is a, that's, dude, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. The whole thing's insane. Good and for and, you, dude. And I have to tr- physically stop myself from texting him every day because the feeling you get when he texts is like, uh, 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 who am I? This is a guy I watched on NBC in the 90s, and now he's texting. The whole thing's insane. And you think if a day goes by, he's going to forget you out of sight, out yes, of mind. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's like, like nah, a girl. He knows. Yeah, he knows. He knows. He knows. He's I got, mean, like, you got to trust that he's doing it. He knows to yeah. not, like, look, I mean, look, he found you. Like, again, right, like, right. he's, and he, and even if he couldn't get to you, I, I'm sure there's a world that exists where he hits up Mazzilli to hit up somebody. Right. Like, hey, can you, who's really good chums with him? Yeah. You know, well, here's the thing when we were texting about Carlin back and forth, I go, look, man, this is a lot of typing. We should hit a, a diner and just do this in person. He goes, I would love to get a lunch. Let's get a lunch sometime. I go, oh, my God. All right. So we got a lunch on the books. And that was in June. We never got lunch. So okay. I took that as like, all right, maybe it's fizzled. Oh, wow. You know, what, what am I? And you start having that like realization attack where you're like, wait, who do you think you are? You're taking Jerry? Shut yeah, the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, get, yeah. Get, get back in Take line. Take the win. You got the moment. Exactly. You got the exactly. fucking shout out during the Mets game. Right, like, right. You know, if yeah, Jason Alexander wants to take me on the road, do it. <laughs> Costanza. Good for you, dude. So, yeah. Um, I'm back in. You're unbelievable. I'm so oh, glad we could do man. this, man. Sorry if I hogged this whole thing. I, uh, I, this I was is great. Got, got too excited. This is my favorite thing about this whole thing, man. It's like, you know, um, we've known each other for a bit now, but it's like cool to have these like, That's just crazy. get a little more depth and, and again, substance to, to who you are, but you're one of my faves, man. Oh, so. come on. You're my hero. Is, uh, <laughs> oh, you've always been so <laughs> yeah. nice. You were always uh, doing movies and shit, and, I was, and you're... I remember we did Caroline's with Delia yeah! in like 88 or whatever that was. Dude. And you were like 
Delia was kind of scary because he was so big, and I was I was a young comic. But you were like the nice face of like, okay, I can talk to that guy. I won't bother yeah, Delia, man. and that would mean a lot to me. That would, that went a long way. Well, I remember too. I should have even told you, but me being a young competitive male dude, I remember seeing you crush. You were hosting. I don't and know. You, no, I dude, don't you, know. I was again, so new and but weird. But again, me seeing like being like, oh God, I got this eight minute Denny's bit. Norman's crushing <laughs> with a no. thousand jokes in, in ten minutes. You had a bit about uh, doing m- mushrooms and a beanbag chair. I yeah, remember. trying and, to fuck the beanbag yeah, chair. That yeah, that was you know. murdering every night. I was, was like, oh Jay- It was Jerry's bit and I just basically <laughs> tweaked it. Uh, yes, he's well, got the a best room stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Thanks, well, we're, man. Uh, at we're Mark Norman on uh, Instagram oh, and Twitter, right? And Mark at Mark Norm on Twitter, at Mark Norman on Instagram, and MarkNormanComedy.com. I'm, Tuesdays I'm, with Stories, your podcast. That's, that's right. That's a hot one. And you post, I mean, dude, you're a, a joke uh, machine on Twitter oh, and, and all that, so you're, you're a good follow and a good hang. I appreciate it. Mazel tov. Mazel tov, baby. Praise Allah. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Meh, what's up, dog? This is your pal Bugs Bunny. Say, uh, I got a question for you. Do you know who has the head of Elmer Fudd and the body of Foghorn Leghorn? Why, that's Adam Ray and Brad Williams. Ain't I a stinker? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.